What's up, welcome to another episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you know, I am Brandon Janu, by the way. Welcome to season nine, man. It's been a minute since I've uh, done a podcast. If you, well, you know, episode will be out Friday, but uh, I've been moving um, into this new house that we live in now. Um, so that will be, um, so that will be, uh, you know, like I said, I spoke on it uh, just recently on the season premiere of season nine, which is coming out this Friday. So uh, this episode will already be out. The season premiere will be already out uh, of season nine, already be out. But um, yeah, so uh, it's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> but don't worry, because season nine is officially here. Um, I did two episodes already for season nine. Uh, I got two more I got to do this weekend. Uh, and this is the fifth episode that will be out after uh, those two episodes come out. Um, but let's get into it, man. So tonight I'm doing Life of Towns with music. Uh, and so this is how crazy it is, right? So, so I was checking, right? I was checking, um, excuse me. I was checking, um, my YouTube. I was checking all my podcasts, uh, all these podcasts that I'm on, all these podcast platforms I'm on. By the way, like I said, Brian Janusha on all podcast platforms, YouTube channel, Brian Janusha, and of course, on all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Threads, Brian Janusha. Um, so I was on these, you know, I was on uh, these podcast platforms, I was on my YouTube channel, and I was looking, and come to find out, I haven't done a, a Jay-Z episode. I've done debates, I've done Rockefeller I've done his top 10, I've done an album breakdown, but I never did a Jay-Z episode, so that's coming later on in the season, that's not going to be tonight, I know everybody probably, if you listen to this, you're like, wait, you about to do a Jay-Z? No, I'm going to do it later on in the season, because I was like, I, I was like looking, I got to go back and really look at it again, see if I really never did a Jay-Z episode, but I think I did, and I can't freaking find it, but anyway, uh, but if I haven't, then it will definitely be at some point during this season nine um, this year. But it is Life of Times with Music, and tonight I am doing an artist, and I will be doing an artist breakdown tonight. An artist that I will be talking about on this artist breakdown is someone I've said I was going to do one on, and I just never really got around to it. So tonight I will do it, uh, and that is the one and only Future. Future Hendrix, man. Um, I remember listening. To, uh, I started listening to Future like always. My brother was listening to him, so you know he's like, "This dude gonna be the next big thing, man." I'm like, "All right, sure." And then I listened to one of his mixtapes, uh, and immediately was like, "All right, this this nigga might actually be good at this shit." And of course, then his album comes out, Pluto, uh, and then you know. It, he just took off after that, you know, Pluto came out, uh, his debut album, but he had songs like Go to the Moon, and uh, No Matter What, and, you know, he just had songs like that, but a lot of people forget Future was, the first time, like, I heard Future was a feature, he was on Racks, Racks on Racks on Racks, Racks on Racks on Racks, I remember Future being on that YC song, which is funny, because when I watch, he's a producer, and Future is fucking Future, fucking Future, but, um, but I remember him being on Racks, and I remember being that, that bitch being a banger, 
And I remember YC couldn't, <laughs> and Future did that song, and I was like, man, that shit is classic already, man. This shit fire. And then, like I said, the mixtapes, and then it just it just went from there. And um, like I said, Pluto, his debut album was incredible, man. It was one of the best albums when it came out when it debuted. Um, and you know, and then he dropped, of course, the deluxe edition, which is called Pluto 3D, which is on you know streaming services, and that's what really I think really got people really listening to him the most was Pluto 3D. Um, when he dropped a uh, uh, never ever would uh never end, never end with a Kelly Rowland remix. The remix for that, but Magic was on that, and then him and Ti did Magic. Um, yeah, Ti was on the Magic remix, and then you know it just it was just off to the races after that. Uh, Tony Montana was actually the first single off of Pluto, which featured, of course, Drake. And at that time, a lot of people tried to like create like a like a beef between them two. I remember this. I remember when Pluto, when Tony Montana came out and Drake was featured, and it became such a big hit. And again, again, this is around the time when Drake started to really just go on his feature run. And Tony Montana was the first one. And I remember a lot of people try to create a beef between them two because I think Drake couldn't do the video for Tony Montana or something like that. Yeah, I remember like Drake couldn't do the, the video for Tony Montana. So they try to like create a beef between them two. I was like, I think niggas trying to like create a beef between Future and Drake. That makes no sense, but I guess let y'all niggas have it. Clearly, it didn't work because them niggas clearly went on and did other shit. But, <laughs> but I remember that time frame. A lot. If you remember that time frame, like I remember that time frame. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like that. That was a crazy time frame. Like I remember Tony Montana. Tony Montana came out. I think Future even said, you know, Drake couldn't do the video. So, you know. Some, some, and and that's what kind of created the, the 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 rumors of them having a beef. And then he did same damn time, uh, which was another fucking smash hit. Same damn time came out, and the remix came out. And then at that time, he was beefing with Ludacris was beefing with Drake. So with Luda on there dissing Drake, it was kind of a lot of people thought Luda was dissing Drake on there, which a lot of people say he was. But it was it was just a crazy ass you know, time, man, but Pluto was a massive fucking hit, man, it was a banger, like I said, Tony Montana, same damn time, uh, Never End, uh, Straight Up, which is a fire fucking song, I, uh, what's another one, Astronaut Chick, which is a dope fucking song, man, um, uh, what else, oh, shit, there's another song on that bitch, uh, you deserve it. With, ooh, that bitch a fire one. Damn, man. You deserve it. Um, damn, he got some fucking hits on Pluto. Hold on. Let me try to remember. I got to remember that shit. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Long, Live Pimp, Long Live Pimp, which features Trader Truth, which, by the way, when he did uh, The Future, when he was out here for his tour just recently, he bought out Trader Truth, actually. And Trader Truth get got no love because of what had just happened with him and Zero and Zero's beloved back in Houston. So, yeah, Trader Truth got no love. But um, I thought that was really dope for him to bring him out anyway. But yeah, man, Pluto and Pluto 3D was just a fucking juggernaut. It superstarred that man out the gate, which led into his next album, which was uh, called what Honest, I think. What's his album called? Um, in that didn't really do anything like his sophomore project really 
to be honest, it failed. Like a lot of people forget, like that sophomore project. Now people will probably go back and listen to it, and be like, nah, this shit was fucking a banger. But people forget the reason why he went on that mixtape run is because a lot of people did not like that sophomore album. That album did not do what a lot of people thought it would. And of course, like I said, with with the success of Pluto and Pluto 3D, a lot of people thought Future was going to the next level. And then he dropped that album. Honest, the single was dope. But it didn't uh, uh, move that dope with Push and Pharrell and, and uh, Casino. That was a dope fucking song. But I won with, with him and Kanye. That shit kind of bombed, and that shit wasn't a good song. And that, it was just like them just, at the time, that was around the time Future was starting to date Sierra, and Kanye was married to Kim. And it was just it was just a bad song. It didn't sound right. It was terrible. It, was, it just wasn't good. It wasn't a good fucking song um, at all. Uh, uh, never satisfied with him and Drake, which, again, people try to create a riff, but them niggas did a whole song together on his album. But... Never satisfied, which I I I wish they would have put the version with Drake actually rapping on it on the fucking project, but it is what it is. It was a very short song. It didn't it really was just very short. Um you go now and listen to that project. He got some songs on there, but for the most part it felt like it was rushed. And I think even he would admit that that kind of was rushed because the future that we now listen to today probably but if it wasn't for that album, we probably wouldn't have the future we listen to today. Because like I said, that album comes out, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. It kind of was like a sophomore slump. A lot of people was like, what the fuck is this? And we started questioning him, and if this is really the dude. And then he just went fucking nuts in this. <laughs> he went fucking bananas, man. By 20, shit. That album came out with 2013, 2014. I think Honest came out in 2013, 2014. And then he just took off with the mixtapes. I mean, what was the first one? I think uh, when y'all see this, y'all gonna remember these mixtapes first. But I think the first mixtape was uh, Beast Mode, I think. And then Beast Mode came out, and he just, the shit just went from there. And then after that, it was Monster. And then after that, it was you know, uh, 56 nights, and then it just, it just fucking snowballed with mixtapes, he just snowballed, and I'm gonna be honest, man, that was, I remember the Wayne run, I remember mixtape Wheezy, I remember that time frame, man, Wayne just was on everybody's shit, he just killed everybody's shit, Future had that type of run, as much as I don't want to admit it, he did have that run, now, was it as impactful? But in nah, to me, no. But at that time frame in the in the music industry, you got to realize at that time in, in the music industry, mixtapes wasn't seen like that at that time because a lot of the mixtapes were just EPs. They were just called them EPs. Nobody was really trying to do mixtapes. And Future was the first one who was at his level giving you free fucking music every fucking week, damn near. Every month, it felt like Future was dropping a new mixtape, and you had to listen to it. And he just took the fuck off, like I said. And then, of course, it just continued to continue to continue, and then it comes into, you know, um, his next album, which was, you know, Dirty Sprite 2. And it just solidified what the fuck he was, man. It continuously solidified who he was. That project solidified that, okay, now nah, Future really is somebody to really uh, pay attention to, man. He's that guy. 
Dirty Sprite 2 comes out and it just it just fucking sets the tone, man. It just sets the tone. When you all and also like his earlier mixtapes, not a Molly World and all them, you just realize like damn, this dude is different. Dirty Sprite 2 comes out and of course everybody knows Stick Talk and um you know he put fuck up the fuck up some commas on the internet, put fuck up some commas was on a mixtape. So, you know what I'm saying? Like he had so many, you know, songs and so many hits. The man was just different, man, at that time. And Dirty Sprite 2 solidified it. Stick Talk, and then you had, uh, what? Uh, Freaky Holes, I think it was on that one. Uh, you had also, um, Percocet and Strip Joint, which is my shit. I love that song. I ain't gonna that song heavy. I fuck with that song heavy, nigga. Um, yeah, yeah, I fuck with that song heavy. That's my shit. Um, but he also had, uh, him and Drake did another song on that. Where you, uh, I forgot the name of that fucking song. But yeah, man, that was the only feature on that whole song, on that whole project. But of course, you know, everybody knows, you know, uh, I just fucked his bitch in some Gucci flip flops. Like, like this nigga made a whole, this nigga made a whole diss record. People don't talk about that a lot. Like, we talk about it. We don't really put that like in this in diss records. Like, in, like the formula of diss records because it was just it sounds so funny. Like, it's just like, but that nigga did Scotty Pippen on his <laughs> did Scotty Pippen and made a club record. Like that shit is why we don't get at the proper respect. Like it's like. That shit is a real diss record, and we just like, be like, yeah, he did Scottie Pippen. Like, nobody gives, like, it's like, this shit is, that is so weird. Like, we, why that's not conversational? Like, why we don't put that in the greatest, like, greatest diss records of all time? Because this nigga really just, this nigga, I just fucked your bitch. Here's some Gucci flip. We don't put that in the same conversation as, like, no Vaseline or like back to back or like we don't put that hit him up. We don't put that in the same conversation. What? Because he wasn't talking to a rapper. Oh, we know he wasn't talking to a rapper. Come on, man. But yeah, man, that's funny. Like, I, man, that shit is uh, is hilarious. That that nigga did that. But um, Dirty Sprite Two was massive. It was a big fucking hit. It was a smash hit. Uh, I can't remember the mixtape he dropped before that. But it it had Perks Calling, which is like one of my favorite future songs. Um Perks Calling. He had Inside uh Inside the Mattress. Uh, what else on that hoe? He had so many goddamn songs on that motherfucker. I think Wicked was on that too. Yeah, Wicked was on there. I forgot the name of that fucking mixtape. And if I see it, I'm gonna be like, Yep, that was the name of that hoe. But y'all know what I'm talking about. The mixtape I'm talking about with them dumb songs on there, man. Uh, yeah, that shit was a classic mixtape, and Dirty Sprite 2 is just a classic body of work, like I said, man, at this time, man, Future was just on another run, man, another level, and then, of course, it goes into, um, well, actually, before Dirty Sprite 2 was What a Time to Be Alive with him and Drake, and at that time, you know, collaboration projects was, excuse me, a dime a dozen, like, well, not saying like that. A collaboration projects were really hard to come by, you know what I'm saying? Like, at that time, you got to realize at that time, the last two big artists at the same time that had dropped a, a collaboration project together 
was literally Kanye and Hope, like Watch the Throne. And I remember a lot of people trying to compare that to Watch the Throne. What what that's gonna sound like? What what a time to be alive is gonna sound like? As I've gotten, I guess, um, as I think everybody, as fans of both men, Future and Drake, what a time to be alive! I think served its purpose at that time. I don't think a lot of people. I mean, I knew a lot of people at that time was that was around a time that Drake could just Drake was just getting hated on, and I get it. That was like the Drake hate train, and everybody was just trying to hate on Drake. So I think what a time to be alive kind of got just brushed into that, and it got thrown into that. Yeah. Also, by the way, it was just a, it was kind of thrown together. They both have you know, Future has said like it was thrown together in like two weeks. We really didn't have time to really just physically go and do the project. It, a lot of people say what a time to be alive is a lot of old future records that he just didn't finish and Drake just jumped on him. Who the fuck knows? I'll be honest. Like, who the fuck knows? What was what? What I will say is this, man. When I look back at that time frame with future and Drake collabos, um, was the collaboration project great? Nah. I'm not going to sit and say it was great. But like I said, put it in a time frame. 2015, Drake and Future could do no fucking wrong. There was nobody, there was no artist that was better than those two at that time that was selling, killing Billboard and selling records and selling out arenas and doing all the shit together. Like, they was, there was no other two best artists at that time frame. Um, was it the best project they could have put together? No. Compare, especially when you hear, you know, Drake do... Um, her loss with, with 21 Savage is a completely different type of energy. But at that time, when they were both at dominance, at the dominance that they were at at that time in the frame and their careers, you got what you got. I mean, they still got some songs off that bitch. Uh, Digital Dash, Big Rings. Um, of course, Jumpman becomes like a fucking massive hit. Like, um, I actually don't know why. I'm, I'm still to this day, I love, I love Jumpman, but it's like, there are other songs on that that could have been bigger than Jumpman. Like, if you go listen to that project for real, like, Diamonds Dancing could have been huge. Plastic Bag was a fucking hit to me. You know, but Jumpman took took the... And I mean, and, 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 and then the hit and both say, you know, that was the last record that they actually literally recorded for the whole project. So it makes sense why that became the song that took off. But, yeah. I mean, What a Time to Be Alive was cool for the time frame it was in. Uh, if you ask me now, compared to all of the compilation pro- collaboration projects we've gotten in the last couple of years, where does that rank? Ugh, for me personally, it's not better than, well, yeah, it's not better than Ross Throne. I think production was better on Ross Throne. Um, it's not better than Her Loss. I think Her Loss is actually better than it. Um, I actually liked the, 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 the Quavo and Travis Scott project. I actually thought it was a really good fucking project. The Offset and uh, 21 was kind of good, too. and better than that a little bit. But like I said, at the time, like, now I'm like, you're shitting on it. I'm really just shitting on this project. <laughs> it's like, I'm shitting on this project. I'm not trying to, but it, I remember going to the Summer 16 tour and watching these two, and that's when one of the damn had just came out, and I remember, like, you know, crazy it was just a crazy time frame of everybody's you know time but yeah man i'm i'm not but the time to be alive was like i said it served its purpose at that time frame in everybody's careers like 
Drake Future could do no wrong at that time. Everybody was, you know. But what a time to be alive if you ask me now. If they could go back and probably redo it, I think they would. I think they really would go back and redo it. Um, but you led into other things. Of course, the Future Projects, the Future dropped two projects back to back. One rapping, one singing, uh, which was the Future Project. And then he dropped Hendrix in 2017 off for the summer 16 tour um huge i like a lot of people love the hendrix project not saying i don't love the hendrix project i thought it was a really dope project but if you ask me i think the future project had more like better songs um you know I, like i said people were had a little problems with that but to me i thought the, the the future project had better songs now if you just love future because he can you know, because of his singing, then Hendrix was your shit. But, you know, I like songs off the, the, the Hendrix project, like uh, Looking Exotic and shit like that. But for me, Future, the project was better to me. You know, Out of Time and uh, High Demand. Of course, Mask Off becomes this fucking juggernaut of songs. Like, it just went fucking crazy. And at this time, this is when social media was just trying to find a challenge to do every fucking day. <laughs> like so mask all becomes this massive fucking hit um you know uh draco was a dope fucking song i like i like the the future project a little bit better than the hendrix project not saying i don't fuck with the hendrix project because i loved uh coming out strong with him in the weekend on that whole i thought it was fucking massive incredible variety of work but um yeah that was cool the future started to kind of like slow down after that though. I know a lot of people say he didn't, but to me, he kind of slowed down a little bit from where he was at that time in 2017. Like, you got to realize from like a span of like 2013 to 2017, this nigga could not miss with music or anything. He couldn't miss. Um, and then you find out all these songs he's written. Like, I still don't know how he. Now, here's my thing. I get people that want to, you know, I've seen people that have posted in the last couple of months and stuff where Future actually said, you know, he wrote um, Drunk in Love for Beyonce, which is true. If you actually go pull up Good Morning on uh, YouTube, it's it's actually, that's actually how Drunk in Love was even created because it's literally the same beat, just Future just singing on it called Good Morning, which is a dope fucking record. I actually thought it kind of killed Drunk in Love, to be honest with you. I was like, that thing beyond saying them drop this shit first, because I was like, if this nigga dropped this hoe, it would it would be over. I was like, this nigga killed this shit. Um, but yeah, um, for songs like uh, news or something, classic to me, man. Um, I'm moving on, which we dropped right after I think he broke up with Sierra. Like that shit was fire, man. Um. But he had other songs during that 2017 run, like uh, with him and Rick Ross, uh, That's a Check, that bitch was fire. I liked that whole a lot. Um, but then he also, like I said, in the Hendrix run, he dropped uh, with Nicki and him and Chris Brown did a couple songs, him and Drake did another couple songs and everything. But the last couple of years, Future's kind of continuously have his future times. But I think as I've like as it's gotten a little bit more, you know, I guess advanced a little bit. Like I said, I went to the last, just his future his future concert just recently out here. 
Um, these had songs. He had hits like "Life Is Good" and all that shit. It's kind of funny that they dropped "Life Is Good" and then like a couple months later we were in a pandemic. But you know, do you think? Um, not trying to say that was the reason, but hey, do you think? Um, but of course, you know, he just dropped you know this this new project. Um, and you know, a song like "Love You Better" on there, which is fucking a massive song. And actually, go when I went to the show and saw him perform that live, just to see how many people just loved that song. It was like, wow, this shit is crazy. <laughs> I was like, wow, this shit is crazy. Um, of course, him and Drake in terms, you know, uh, all in all, man, Future for his career had shit to think about it. It's been a decade, decade, damn near close, decade plus now where Future has been in this conversation. I remember when uh, Billboard did the who the the uh the Mount Rushmore for, you know, Billboard and it was like, okay, it's Drake, it's Kendrick, it's Cole, who's the fourth person? And for a lot of people, it was really between Nikki and Future. Because a lot of people would sit there and say, well, as much as Nikki has really killed and Nikki clearly was, to me, is fourth on that list, Future should be in the consideration. Like, that is definitely somebody. Also, I feel like Big Sean, too, but those are like the three to me. But Big Sean is like a dark horse to that because Future and Nikki are like just juggernauts. They, they're, they're different. To have Future, to be in Future's shoes, to almost have a career that could have been derailed after his second album, have literally went on to become one of the biggest names, if not one of the biggest names in hip hop in the last decade plus. That's crazy. He's birthed a lot of these new new a lot of these new artists in this in his in this generation. One thing I do say though, a lot of people need to stop saying is that future could beat Wayne in a versus. Like, no, he cannot beat Wayne in a versus. I think future could kill a lot of motherfuckers in versus, but little Wayne is not one of them. As much as Future got mixtapes, Wayne is literally called Mixtape Wheezy for a fucking reason. Stop it. <laughs> like, I love Future. Future is, is one of the greatest to ever do it, but Wayne is the greatest to ever do it. So, stop it. Um, <laughs> stop it. I'm just, just stop it. Um, as far as I'm concerned with this, man, Future has done a, a, a hell of a job in a decade plus since the moment he started making music, man. From Molly World to now, you know, to his latest album, he's become the guy. He's become a meme. Like, <laughs> he's become, like, a meme, nigga. Like, he is, like, like anytime a nigga do something that's just, like, over the top to people, they be like, that nigga pulled the future, ain't he? He pull out here just pulling futures? That's what we doing out here in these streets? We pulling futures? Like, we going to pull a future on people out here in these streets? This nigga's become a meme. Like, when, <laughs> it's just the craziest shit. You know, I I think the dude is that man, but um, musically, man, I can't wait to see what he does next. I think what he will do next is gonna be pretty damn interesting, to say the least, because I don't think there's too many artists uh that have his, you know, that have his pull in the industry, man. He's one of those guys, man. Where I think a lot of the artists, like I said, for the next couple of years, you're gonna remember where he was. You're going to remember where you was when you first heard him and why he's still, you know, one of the best to ever do it. So, yeah, man. Um, he was just one of those guys. Like I said, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. 
And uh, can't wait to see what happens in the future. For future, that was such a. I wasn't even trying to do that, and it became a pun on word. It, became, <laughs> it just became a fucking pun. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in the in the in the in the distant time for future. Because I know the dude's gonna come out with something next, and I don't know what it is, but definitely something. And if they do a water time to be allowed too, that'd be dope as fuck too. I wouldn't mind seeing that shit at all. Until then, future. By the way, I think I've seen future the most out of everybody I've ever seen. I remember, yeah, I've seen Future like four or five times in my life now. Like, I've seen Future on the, the Summer 16 tour. Then he did his tour. Yeah, shit. I think I've seen Future like four or five times now in my, in my life. Like, a couple of concerts I've been to. I've been to his tour, two times on his tour. I've seen him on Drake show. So, maybe three times in my life I've seen Future perform at concerts. So, not, yeah, it was a beast. So, so, hell yeah. Tell them, man. I'm brand new. Oh, shit. Also, some of my favorite songs have come off his mixtapes. Like, some of his my favorite songs. Perks Calling, but also Chosen One with him and Rocco. Him and Rocco got a bunch of songs that them niggas have killed together. Like, it's, it's too many songs Future's done, man, that he's absolutely killed. So, um, yeah, man. Go listen to some Future, man. Until then, I am brand new. <sighs> Hope you guys enjoy this. Peace.